Hey there. With almost 50 years of combined experience in the real estate brokerage, investment, and construction industries, and with radio, television, podcasts, magazines, and books under their belts, the hosts of Broker Talk, Larry Lawfer and myself, Jim Lowenstern, we're here to answer all your questions related to things related to real estate each and every week. How are you doing, Larry? I am doing excellent, Jim, and I'm really excited about this week's guest. We brought somebody in from down under. You might have just heard the ACDC music, you know, reverence to our Australian buddies. Back in black. <laughs> back in black. <laughs> there you go. Almost was highway to hell, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we don't want to do highway to hell with real estate right at the moment. Highway to heck. Okay. Uh, Daryl Weeks. Daryl Weeks is an author, he's a speaker, he's an advisory board member, and a marketing strategist who develops, teaches, and implements counterintuitive, no-cost and low-cost marketing strategies for people like us. And uh, we're just thrilled to have uh, Daryl with us. Uh, good morning, Daryl. I understand it's Friday and at 6 a.m., Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Jim. Yes, it's, uh, it's actually 6 a.m. here in, uh, in Australia. Uh, it's Friday morning, in fact. We are a little bit in front of you guys. So we're, we're excited to have you. I've been talking to you um, uh, offline uh, for the last uh, couple of weeks, understanding a little bit about what you're up to. Would you like to give us a short synopsis? Yeah. Um the uh, the basics of the of the, my counterintuitive no cost marketing strategies are that when you have a look at uh, how professional service businesses, particularly uh, real estate, um, uh, the mortgage industry, accounting, uh, financial planning, um, when you have a look at how most of those businesses actually market themselves, what you find is that there's a whole heap of uh, strategies that you can use that don't cost any money but no one seems to understand how to use them correctly or, in fact, use them at all. Um, they don't understand the, the fundamentals of what marketing for a professional services business is actually all about. So what I do is I bring those before, I show people how to use them, uh, or we, we implement them for them and say, you can literally double the number of leads you generate without spending a cent on your marketing or advertising. Now, I know that sounds like a, a fairly bold sort of claim, but it's actually quite true, and, and as we go through it, I'll, I'll explain a little bit of that to you if, we, if you like. Is calling into podcasts one of the ideas? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honoured to be uh, asked to, to be on the podcast with you guys, but uh, yeah, it, it could well be. I, I think that uh, I was going to say hell yeah, but I don't think I'm supposed to say that on the air. <laughs> That's all right. I don't mind. Because this will uh, help your business, uh, posting uh, the social media and the, and the link to this podcast, probably. It's good to have people um, talking about us. What part of Australia are you from also, by the way? Um, I'm on the East Coast, so uh, I live about two hours south of Sydney in a, in a place called the, uh, the Southern Tablelands. So we're in the middle of winter right now, uh, uh, but now I'm, I'm down on the coast, down the south coast with my family. My, my brother's getting married, so we're... But down here um, in the beautiful South Coast, having a uh, having a bit of a, a breather for a couple of days. And really off topic, uh, Australian real estate, uh, the market right now is uh, going through um, a downturn. Yeah, the um, 
the major cities uh, overall, Sydney and Melbourne in particular, the East Coast has been extraordinarily strong. Uh, a lot of people don't realise that um, median house prices in Sydney uh, were over a million dollars, um, uh, 1.1 there for a while. But of course, it, it, you can't say Sydney. Sydney's a metropolitan centre of 5 million people. So there are particular areas that were um, way too hot and they've started to come off a little bit. So that's affected the overall market. Melbourne is very much the same, but there still are a very hot pocket. Um, for instance, Sydney Harbour. You, you, know, you can't buy a property on, on Sydney Harbour. A, a two-bedroom uh, condo on Sydney Harbour will cost you millions, for instance, uh, and they're still selling because people want to live there. But overall, the market is still pretty strong. Um, where I come from, we a town of 23,000 people. A, a, um, a one-acre uh, block of land there will cost you $400,000. Where I come from. Okay, well, so much for that news article. All right, <laughs> proceed. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just curious uh, because we actually haven't talked about this, you and I, Daryl. Uh, give me some examples of low cost and no cost marketing. Okay, um, first thing to understand, uh, Larry, is is what marketing actually is, and I'm a really simple kind of guy. I, I like simple things, so. Marketing for me, and I, I learned this many years ago, is about having a conversation with someone who has a problem they don't want or wants something they don't have. Now, sometimes people don't realise they have a problem they don't want or they want something they don't have. And a perfect example of that would be the, the smartphone. I had no idea I needed the smartphone until Steve Jobs came along and said, here you go, you need this thing. And I went, wow, he's absolutely right, I need that. So if we accept that uh, marketing is about having a conversation with someone who has a problem, then what you've got to do is you've got to understand how to have that conversation. So when I'm talking about no-cost marketing strategies, there's a couple of things that we have to understand. First of all, there's, there's strategic marketing. Strategic marketing is the what you say, how you say it, the images you use to support that messaging, how you connect with your, with your audience. Tactical marketing is where you say your message. So um, your website's a tactic, your business card's a tactic, tactic. Um, attending a networking function is a tactic. But if you don't know what to say, if you don't know how to connect with your audience, then all of those tactics are effectively useless. Now, when I talk about no-cost marketing strategies, what I talk about is developing a message that is specific to you, that, that, that stands you out against the, 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 the background noise of your industry. And the, and the real estate industry is a perfect example of that. If you think about the name of my business is Purple Thread Marketing. So let me, let me explain what that means a little bit. If you think about a, a, a large um, bed sheet made of 1,000 thread counts um, Egyptian cotton, you can't tell one thread from the others. They all blend into each other. And that's a little bit like the marketing in real estate that we see. They all sort of blend in. And the outside perception or the perception of the market is that real estate agents are the same all over. But if you were to weave one purple thread through the middle of that bed sheet, that would stand out against the white noise of the background. So when you talk about no-cost marketing strategies, you go, how do we stand out? The first place we start is with the message. What do we say that stands us out against the background? What can we do that has people going, hang on a second, I need to speak to these people. These people understand me. They understand my needs. They understand what I want to do with my particular property. Um, and a, a perfect example of that is that people who sell $50 million properties don't tend to sell $100,000 properties because they're in completely different markets with people who have different motivators and, and whatnot. So if we come back to the, the no-cost stuff, the, the two biggest 
social media tools we have available for professional services right now, and these are hardly ever used. They're used by some uh, realtors in the, in the States, but not very many. The first one is Google My Business, and Google My Business allows people to give you uh, reviews, to actually review your service. The problem is most people don't understand how to use Google My Business, or they use it improperly. So, for instance, um, I'll give an example. Um, the difference between marketing and advertising. Let's say, uh, Jim and, and, and you, Larry, invite me over to your place for dinner, and you, you invite 20 of your best friends. These are good friends of yours. And I spend the first half an hour telling everyone how awesome I am and how wonderful I am, and I talk over the top of everybody else. I guarantee within three minutes, your best friend is going to lean over to you and say, this guy is a complete jerk. Like he won't shut up talking about himself. Well, that's advertising. We're screaming at people saying, look at me, look at me, look how wonderful I am. And, of course, the marketplace is smarter than that. They, they see what you're saying and go, hang on a second, guys, this is not quite right. But in that same party, let's imagine that I don't say a word and someone in that party says, oh, is that Daryl Weeks up there? I read his book on no-cost marketing strategies. It was awesome. Or someone says, hey, I worked with Daryl for 12 months and he literally doubled our, our profit. I haven't said a word. Other people are singing my praises. Now the rest of the table are going, wow, this guy must be really good at what he does. So part of the key here is to get other people to sing your praises. You, you take a bit of a humble brag and go, wow, we've got you know, 55-star reviews on, on Google. So that's the first, one of the first tactics uh, and one of the first strategies that, that I tell people or show people how to employ. The second and most powerful social media tool you have available to you is YouTube. Now, YouTube generates millions and millions of hits. And I can give you an example of someone, a, a loan officer, who spent literally $10 on the production of her video. And you can look this up on, on YouTube, $10, and she's generated 3.2 million views in 12 months. And I can talk you through that if you'd like me to. Please do. Does she have clothes on? <laughs> I have to worry about you a little bit, Larry. All right, I've got I've got uh, Google up. Well, what am I typing in to find it? So um uh, so that's Laura Pitko. Now, um, if you if you uh, accept a, a simple marketing and sales funnel, and here's here's the sales funnels I put in place. You got to remember, Daryl, we don't have subtitles. <laughs> what, what was that? So so I'm typing into Google. What 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 is it again? Laura Laura somebody. Yeah, Go into, no, go to YouTube yeah. and then search how to pay a 30-year mortgage in five to seven years. How to pay up a 30-year mortgage in five to seven years. So we'll, we'll be looking that up. As you were talking, uh, Daryl, I was remembering uh, something I learned about the difference between advertising, marketing, and engaged marketing. And advertising is when you say you're a good date, uh, public relations is when your mom says you're a good date, and engaged marketing is when your date says you're a good date. You're always looking for that third-party testimonial, and you're suggesting Google. Here in the United States, quite often Zillow is the 800-pound gorilla um, in, in uh, gathering and delivering testimonials for people. But you feel as though Google Business is a better choice? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. A couple of things there, Larry. First of all, testimonials on websites these days are basically valueless. And they're valueless because no one puts up a bad testimonial on their website and no one knows who Daryl W. is from you know, North Dakota. 
Um, Zillow, on the other hand, what we're finding is that consumers understand that Zillow is a paid service and they understand that um, agents can pay to get their way to the top. So there's some scepticism that is uh, that people express when they're looking at Zillow reviews. Now, Zillow reviews are still valuable, don't get me wrong, they can still work. But if you were to Google someone, and 92% of people who are referred to you will Google you. This is what we think research is. So someone will Google you. And when they Google you, on the right-hand side, in that negative space, what you have is you have your Google My Business page comes up. And on your Google My Business page, not only does it show your Google reviews, if you have any reviews on Facebook, it'll show those. And if you have reviews on Zillow, it'll show those. So what you get is you get right in the face of your prospects who are, who are checking you out or, or researching you. Within the first half second, they're going, wow, this, this person must be really good at what they do because they've got all these five-star reviews from Zillow, from Facebook, and from Google. But Google is the most important because it dominates the page when people Google you. Right. And they also own Facebook. No, um, they own uh, YouTube. I, I, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, YouTube. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Facebook owns Instagram. But they will yeah. show. They will show the, the reviews from other sites. Will come up on your Google My Business page, and this is why I say it's so valuable. Now, Facebook, on the other hand, if someone doesn't have a Gmail account, then the way we use Facebook is we send them there to get our reviews because you can leave reviews on Facebook, and they will show up on your Google My Business page. And the reason, once again, that Google My Business is so critical is when someone Googles you and someone researches you. And think about every time someone gives you a piece of advice, before you engage a realtor, research them, check them out. Well, how do we do that? We Google. And as soon as we Google, we've got our Google My Business page on the right-hand side. And if it doesn't have any reviews, what's the perception of the market? And we'll talk a little bit about perception in a second, if you like. So what? what's the best approach to get reviews and how do you um, make sure that it's going to be a good review? Well, a couple of things there. First of all, um, you've got to make it as easy as possible for people to give you a review. So what we do is we create um, a little email with a hyperlink within the email that says just click on the link and you can then hyperlink that to uh, the login page, uh, someone's login page on, on, um, on Google. That's the first thing. Second thing is, to get a five-star review, you've just got to ask for them, but you have to give people the option, and this is what we do. We say, um, if you think our service was outstanding, please give us a five-star review. But if you can't give us a five-star review, please contact us and tell us what we need to do to earn a five-star review from you. So what you're trying to do is intercept a bad review um, because people won't tell you. They'll go, I'll, I'll go onto, uh, onto Google and give you a, a one-star review, but I won't tell you. So what you're saying is, hey, as the business owner, as the professional, I have a right to know that, that you're unhappy. So please tell me so I can improve my service, so I can fix whatever issue that you've got. And we all know that if you've got an unhappy client and you fix their problem, they tend to become your biggest advocate. So it allows you to reach out to them and give them the opportunity to, A, give you a five-star review, or if not, tell you what went wrong or why they weren't happy. What what about <clears throat> Yelp? Do um, do you have uh, Yelp in Australia? We have Yelp in Australia. Um, we use Yelp over here as well, but Yelp tends to be used more for um, uh, eating experiences and restaurants and that kind of thing. It's a very powerful what we call citation site, which helps actually um, SEO your other uh, online mediums. 
but um, it's um, it, it's not one that I use a lot with my professional service clients. Uh, at the end of that, but having said that, it is very powerful, and we do use it sometimes. Okay, so I, it's really important, I I think, to realize that yes, people will say nice things for you if they feel as though you have skin in the game. So you have to, as you suggested. Please tell me if I've done something wrong because I want to fix it right away. If you tell people that and they want to believe you and when they have a problem, you do need to fix it right away. You need to have integrity with everything that you say and you do. Yeah, and by giving people the opportunity to come back to you directly, it it demonstrates integrity. It says, hang on, I am completely open to feedback, positive or negative, because I want to get better. I want to improve at my profession. I want to be the best realtor I can be. And the only way I can do that is if people tell me the truth. My mentor told me many, many years ago, we only get better if people care about us enough to tell us the truth. And most people won't do that because they don't want to hurt their feelings. They don't want to disrupt the relationship. But... Unless we're open to to, um, feedback, honest feedback, how do we get any better? And this is the perfect way to do it because most people will go, gee whiz, Larry, Jim, you're awesome. I'll give you a five-star review. Once you've built those five-star reviews and once a prospect has come to their own conclusion that you are awesome at what you do, it's very difficult for someone to change their mind. If we try and convince them that we're awesome at what we do, then people resist that because we're human beings and and we we live in a, in a, a constant state of resistance. We don't want to trust things that people tell us about themselves. We want to check it out for ourselves. So ultimately, what I, what I look to do is, is to create what I call the holy grail of marketing. The holy grail of marketing is how do you have your prospects come to the conclusion that they want to do business with you before you've even spoken to them? And how we do that is we create a perception, an outside perception that allows them to find you and find all of these five-star reviews so they go, wow, this person must be really good. They've got these great YouTube videos that tell me all about what I need to know about buying property in particular areas, all that kind of stuff. And there's some counterintuitive things that we do with YouTube that make them really engaging. They've got all these five-star reviews. Larry's got these reviews on Facebook. He's got Google. He's got Zillow. Gee whiz. If all these people can't be wrong. He must be really good at what he does. So we now lead our prospects to the conclusion that we're awesome at what we do without telling them ourselves. So when we send that link and the request for a five-star review, uh, and, the, and the link is for, let's say, Google, how do we also get the same person to uh, give us a good review on Zillow and Trulia, for example? Just add those um, links as well? Yeah, it does. What we find is, um, though, if you give them options, um, what you can't do is you can't copy a review from Zillow and paste it into Google My Business. Um, this is why Google My Business has some credibility around it because an individual has to log in and leave a review there. Now, people can manipulate the system. We understand that. But it's very easy um, to have a look at and see if someone's manipulating the system. But what we tend to find is that um, uh, clients are very happy to leave you a review, uh, but uh, it'll be one. They don't want to get spend you know, heaps of time uh, leaving reviews all over the place. Now, Zillow wants you to, to put it on Zillow. They want to be the single source of truth. But as I said, the challenge with Zillow, of course, is it's a commercial site. So you can pay to get to the top. And you know, uh, prospects know this. They know that, that Zillow is a real estate site. They, they know that you know, Zillow can charge and you can pay and you can, you can get to the top of the, the search sections. 
So they have a, a perception that says, hang on, maybe this isn't the best medium for me to, to figure out whether the agent I'm speaking to is the best agent for me. Maybe there's something else, some other research I'll do. So we tend to find that clients will give you one review. They, they won't tend to go in and leave them on a, a different places. Some do, but that tends to be the um, exception rather than the norm. So in our business, we have different types of people. You'll have somebody who's outgoing. You can have someone who's very introverted. Uh, you might have an engineer type who knows all of the details. This type of engagement with people, um, it, does it leave room for the idiosyncrasies of human nature? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's why um, people... Well, you need to understand that not everyone is your client. You know, um, I've, I've had people come up to me after I've spoken on stage. So I'll go to a conference and I'll speak on stage. I've had people come up to me, and this is true, come up to me after I've spoken on stage and said, hey, I listen to what you said, but I think you're an idiot. Um, and I said, why is that? Well, my husband was bald and you're bald, and I, can't, I don't trust bald men. <laughs> so, so clearly that person is never going to be a fan, is never going to be a client of mine for whatever reason. They, Maybe they don't like your, your tone or, or, or the way you dress or what you drive. People are people, are people. We're individuals. And what we do is we tend to connect with some individuals very strongly and we don't connect with others. What we have to do as professionals in the real estate industry is understand that not everyone is a client of ours. But there is a section of the market out there who are crying out to meet you. There are right. people out there who want to deal with someone just like you. Right. Now, what our job is, is to find those people and say, that's my market. These are my people, and they will do business with you forever. But there are people out there who will never do business with you. So stop trying to stop trying to convince them. That's part of the problem. If we try and have a conversation with everybody, then we end up having a conversation with nobody because our message gets lost and we sound just like every other realtor out there. Right, and using the same tools and the same language and the same script, and, and it's just not effective. Yeah, and, and the language is really important, the message, the strategy. What do we say that connects with our market? Well, if we understand that, if we understand that it's about having a conversation, the, the, the first thing I do is apply what I call my four M's, and my four M's of marketing are, are these four. First of all, if it's about having a conversation, who's our market? Who do we want to have a conversation with specifically? Who do we want to have a conversation with? Um, geographically, psychographically, demographically, who are these people that we want to talk to? And who, what message are they going to respond to, which is the second M? Second M is the message. So what message are we going to put out there? We need to decide that. But the third M is what medium do we use to get the message to them? So um, YouTube is a, is a medium. Uh, your um, your website's a medium. Your business card is a medium. Networking is a medium. So we need to decide what medium we use. And finally, the, the last M is the motivator. What can we give our potential clients? What piece of information or, or what piece of collateral can we give them that will allow them to move closer towards making a decision about whether they do business with us or not? Now, if your marketing's not working, it's usually one of those four components. You're either having the, the wrong conversation with the wrong people using the wrong media. Now, I've, I've had clients say to me, oh, radio doesn't work. And I go, well, yes, it does. We know radio works. What did you say in your radio ad? And I went, oh, I don't remember. Well, hang on a second. That's the most important part of a radio ad is what you're saying, who are we having a conversation with. That brings me to our sponsor today, Daryl. Broker Talk is sponsored today by Castles Unlimited, where you get the best real estate offers online. Go to castlesunlimited.com for all your real estate needs. You were saying, Daryl. 
<laughs> we were just I'm paying the to, paying the bills there, Daryl. <laughs> you reminded me that we needed to get an ad in. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. What I'm saying is, if your marketing is not working, it's usually one of those four components. You're having the wrong discussion with the wrong people using the wrong medium, and you haven't got a motivator that's powerful enough, or it has too much risk. Your motivators that have no risk will be very low risk that allows people to see that you're awesome at what you do and that you're going to help them. I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, to, to sustain life, you need um, food, um, uh, shelter, and clothing. And air. And air. Well, well that's, <laughs> that's science. We don't like science here. But anyway, food, shelter, and clothing. And real estate is number two on that hit parade. Shelter. Everybody has a place, needs a place, wants a place. You're absolutely right. Find your people and talk to them the way in an in authentic, real voice, and you will have clients. Show them you care. Maslow would be very pleased uh, that, you're, that you're actually uh, quoting him. A um, couple of really interesting points there um, that, you, that you, uh, you've just reminded me of there, there Larry. Um, Everything exists, virtually everything exists in two states. There's inside reality and outside perception. The inside reality that I find with most realtors and people in the real estate, real estate professionals in general, is they love what they do and they're really good at what they do. That's the inside reality. They're awesome, they love their clients, they look after them. But the outside perception, because their message isn't right, the outside perception is they're just another realtor, they're just another real estate agent. So the challenge here is that we have to have that conversation that changes that outside perception, and that's, that's the, the, the hard one to have. And there's good news and bad news. Now, the good news is that if you get it right, you can dominate your space. You can dominate your, your chosen market. The bad news is it takes lots of headspace. It takes time, and sometimes it's very, very confronting. Uh, I've had clients actually um, reduce to tears as they're going through this process. So it's a, it's a very cathartic process sometimes. But if you get it right, um, the, the world is your oyster. I there love, you go. Love oysters. You love oysters. Absolutely. I'm not an oyster guy, Absolutely. so we got one for one against oysters here. <laughs> well, I'm not an oyster guy either. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Daryl, um, what is it that you uh, hope happens over here in the States for you, that you get to come over here and talk to large groups and yeah, give us a plug well interestingly um and, uh, and if you don't mind me telling you a little bit about background i was at an international marketing conference in cancun of all places last year uh and i spoke and after i'd spoken uh, a guy from boston uh, over, uh sorry chicago two completely different places <laughs> chicago um almost tackled me off the stage and he said uh, this is this is groundbreaking stuff and what i'd spoken about is I created a strategy here in Australia for a real estate group, and I didn't advertise their name, their brand, their phone number, their website, their logo, nothing to identify them whatsoever. And not only did, I, uh, did we generate more leads than it ever generated before, uh, we had their competition actively contributing to the success of this campaign. Now, when I spoke about this, and I went through it step by step, it took me two years to develop, but um, I, I, when I spoke at this conference, this guy said, you've got to bring this to the States. You've got to come over and, like, this is you know, life-changing stuff. And I said, well, no one knows me in the States. I've never sold real estate over there. I've never, I've never been a mortgage broker or a loan officer in the States. I've got no real platform. I've got no real credibility. So what I decided to do is I decided to interview 
um, 500 realtors in the States and then write a book, a marketing book, about what the, the baseline was. What, what are agents doing now? What are people you know, at the coalface actually doing with their marketing, promoting themselves and, and getting their, their listings? Uh, and then leverage off that book. What's, so what's the title? The, the process. In fact, that's how I met, I met Larry. Title of, of your book, um, Daryl? Yeah. What is it? Well, it's, it's a working title at the moment, but it's uh, No Cost Marketing Strategies Exist. Okay, so it's not published that, yet? People can no, I'm still, I'm, find it? I'm still, getting the, I'm just still doing the research right now because okay. I need, I need you know, real people. I did the same thing here in Australia. I interviewed um, a, a lot. number of agents many trust years me, ago. Trust me. How are you going to get 500? Um, You're going to call them up or are you going to text them? No, um, I use LinkedIn as my um, okay. primary, primary so medium to, to reach out to them. And I have a message, sure. and I use that as my medium. And I've got a, you know, a motivator. Uh, and what we do is we have a conversation, and I, I give something away of great value, which is I, I do effectively what I call a marketing maker. So I have a look at people's marketing message, their online perception they're creating, and then I give them feedback on how to fix that. In return, I ask them to uh, give me permission to uh, use the data, unnamed, of course, use the data in my book. Um, and secondly, I ask them uh, to give me a five-star review on Google because I need more people in the U.S. to go, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. So rather than me waving the flag and saying, look at me, I have people on the ground saying, this guy's really good at what he does. And, and this is for individual brokers or yeah. managers? I do, it for, yeah, I do it for individuals or I do it for businesses as well. And my uh, if you don't mind me sharing my, my big plan, my big plan is to publish the book, leverage off that, and then stand in front of 10,000 realtors in Las Vegas um, and tell the stories of these realtors that I've spoken to and some that I've work, uh, worked with, share these no-cost strategies and have someone come along and, and pay me a big fat check and say, we'd like you to come and work with us, Dale. Is the big dream and Vegas? Uh, could, it be, um, could it be Boston so I don't have to travel that far? I've been to no, Vegas. No, I, love, I love Boston. <laughs> Boston's more European than anywhere else in America, I think. I love Boston. It's a great place. And, and in fact, LinkedIn is how you and I met, Daryl. I responded to one of, your, one of your requests, and we have had that first conversation. Yeah, we, we have. It's, um, like I said, if you, if you look at my model, you know, who's your market? Well, I identified my market. Uh, what was my message? Well, Larry, you know what my message was when I uh, interviewed for my book. Uh, the medium was, was LinkedIn, and the motivator was, I'll do a full marketing makeover for you and show you how we can fix it and you can generate more leads. That's my model. I eat my own dog food, is what I tell people. Yeah. I, yeah. Do, I do my own stuff. Arf, arf the, on that one. Um, I think it makes sense, then, that anybody out there that gets a, a LinkedIn request from Daryl Weeks, uh, you pay attention to it and give them a chance to talk. Um, so we're we're going to wrap up now, Daryl. Do you have anything la uh, that you'd like to share at the end here? Well, I, I will share this with you. Um, uh, the number of realtors who don't use LinkedIn to um, to generate themselves leads. I've been on LinkedIn since two thousand and eight. I was one of the first adopters of LinkedIn, uh, and it's a seriously powerful tool if you know how to use it. But so few people uh, in the States, particularly realtors, know how to use LinkedIn to actually identify prospects. Now, I do want to come back one, just for one point. I do want to come back to Laura Pitko, the, the, um, uh, who did the video, and I'll tell you why. The, the funnel that I use measures the number of contacts you make, so the number of people who engage with you at some level. That's the, that's the contacts, that's the top of the funnel. The ones who 
go to the next step become leads, and the ones that go to the next step become prospects, and the, la and the last step is clients. So if we look at Laura with her video, 3.2 million views in the last 12 months, and the video is titled, How to Pay a 30-Year Mortgage Off in Five to Seven Years. She's not trying to sell mortgages. She's trying to connect with people who want to pay a 30-year mortgage off, which is really, really smart. So that's contact. So let's just, let's just accept that only 1% of the people who watch the video go to the next step and download something from her. So that's 32,000 leads that she's generated. Only 10% of those people go to the next step and become prospects. That's 3,200 prospects. And if only 10% of those become clients, she's just closed 320 mortgages in the States, which would put her, correct me if I'm wrong, in about the top half percent of income earners in the mortgage industry over there. Probably. Now, you can do that with real estate. You can actually replicate that same model. And she has spent literally $10 on her, on her video. So no cost, low cost marketing strategies. There you have a perfect example of how that works. Uh, that's uh, that's just excellent to hear. Uh, stay with us, Daryl, for a moment, because we ask we have people ask us questions each week, and Jim has a question from somewhere in Nashville, Nashville, Nash Tennessee. Nina Poligio. She writes, "I see that interest rates might be heading lower, and the economy might be heading toward a recession. Would a lower interest rate mortgage, along with buying property now with the economy being not too stable, be a good idea or a bad idea?" Basically, she wants to know if it's a good idea to buy real estate now. Boy, what do you I'd think, Larry? I'd, li I'd like to tee off on that one. I said yes, yes, and yes. I would say now is a good time to buy real estate if you can afford it. And if there is a recession, hopefully you can rent your properties if, if you're not living in them. Um, real estate is always a great investment. That, that's a good point. She didn't mention whether it was an investment or uh, a residence. Right. If it's if if she's renting now and doesn't have a primary residence, absolutely. Yeah. Lock in those low interest rates. Yeah. What do you think, Daryl? Uh, the best time to buy real estate is now. It, it's always now. I I look back and I cry when I I look at the properties that I didn't buy when I when I was younger, uh, particularly when I was a younger guy, and I went, oh wow, you know the the, the way prices have gone, particularly in Australia here, it, it is. Um, you know, one of those big regrets. So the, my, my view is really, really simple. Best time to buy property is now. That's an excellent answer. So thank you so much, uh, Daryl. It was truly a pleasure to have you here with us. We'll talk really soon. Thanks so much. Thank you, Daryl. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Larry. Lovely talking to you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Any news before well, we, we wrap? We, we, ha we had a couple of, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, the, the second quarter earnings uh, for metro areas, there was an uptick in home prices. Uh, there's very few new construction being built. This is all part of what's going on in the market. Interest rates are down. They continue to come down. Um, it It is an unstable market. Uh, the bond rates have, have uh, been in trouble this week. Um, uh, prices are going up because inventory is so low. There's nothing out there to buy, so when something comes on, 15 people jump on it, and that makes the price go up. Supply and demand.
The other interesting thing is the FHA finally is changing its rules. And uh, three, three specific things, um, FHA, FHA certifications on condo developments, they were only for two years, and then the FHA had to do another complete uh, review of the property. Um, so now they're changing that from two to three years. So that makes it easier. The second one is uh, single unit mortgage approvals, known as spot approvals. Now these are approvals for an FHA loan inside um, uh, a individual condo, even if the condo isn't FHA approved. So that's going to help a number of people. Secure, and the final thing is to secure additional flexibility in the ratio of investors to owner-occupants. In the way the FHA guidelines are written, uh, you have to have, I believe it's 80% owner-occupied. And if you're in a small condo, say there's eight units there, they, can, they have to have six of those people have to live there. And if you're buying that as an investor, then it, with the old guidelines, you weren't allowed to buy that property. We, we should end with something funny. That, that, <laughs> that, that wasn't funny. <laughs> so uh, a real estate broker is showing a house, and he's taking a couple through the house, and he's telling them how great the house will be for their family, and your kids will um, you know, have this uh, family room, and you'll have this media room, and look at this kitchen. The woman is a uh, gourmet chef takes them out into the yard, and a mouse runs uh, right across their feet, dashes into the bushes. And the realtor, without a hesitation, says, and think how much fun your cat will have here, too. <laughs> okay, Broker Talk is a weekly podcast hosted by real estate industry professionals and always dedicated to telling it like it is. Cue up Silverchair. Chair.